Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kelly Wilkness, and I'm here with Anita. Today is episode 278, House Rental. Is it for you? And you can find the show notes for today's episode at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 278. So if you haven't guessed it from the title, we're talking more about short-term, maybe even vacation rentals, sort of that Airbnb thing. So there, it's such a thing now. Like mm-hmm. I thought we should dive into it. In fact, as I'm recording this, my husband and my older daughter are on a trip in Japan staying in a really cool Airbnb in Tokyo. So it's kind of fun that we're recording this and they're there. And oh, I've that's, had, that is fun. Yeah. Isn't that fun? And I've had, and it's gorgeous. And I've had my own experience um, with a couple of different Airbnbs. And, you know, it's such a... Uh, a part it's like Uber, right? It's like a big part of the way people travel and experience other places now. And so I we thought it was a good idea to sort of explore it because it's talking about renting your own house. Like, would you, could you, is that even for you? And some people embraced it and they're they're making some nice cash doing it. Um, but you know, there's definitely things to know. One of them is know thyself, of course, which in all things, and whether or not that would be for you and whether or not it would make economic sense and things like that, other considerations, and you know how much time you're going to be away from your own home. There's so many things that play into it, but we thought we'd run through some of those um, so bigger topics, the personal exploration part of whether or not you'd Airbnb, mm-hmm. and then uh, dive into if you decided to do it. Just giving you some good tips on how to prep your house for renting it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people in Round Top rent out their places for the antique show. And our house in North Carolina, we bought it knowing that we were planning to rent it out. So that was kind of the plan all along. And there's a lot of rental houses there. There's a lot of people that have second places there and they rent them out and it's quite nice. Uh, we've been doing it now for a couple of years and it's, you know, we're not going to get rich off of it, but it certainly is enough to pay for, you know, a house payment and a lot of the expenses. So it's, it might. So I guess the thing to think about too, is if you have a house payment or if you're thinking about a second home, this might really help with that. So it's definitely something to think about. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's so, it seems so organized and orderly now. Like, you know, I guess, you know, in the years past, like, what would you do? Put like, you know, it in the penny saver or maybe a VR, what is that? Vacation. Well, I don't know that thing. people used to do the vacation rentals before. I think that's kind of a newer thing to do, at least here in the States. Yeah. It's a nice way to travel when, you know, if, if you are the rentor. Uh, it is. And, a nice way to travel with your family because you get a kitchen and all of that and you have a lot more space if you're traveling with a bigger group. Well, that's something that we've, I've been doing this when I travel for a lot longer than we've been renting out our house. Uh, and yes, it is nice. Actually in Paris, we just rented out a room, but that was plenty and it was in a, such a fabulous area. And we had breakfast every morning with the host who actually was there and she was an opera singer and sang a lot in the apartment and we adored her. Catherine oh, was her name. So, so it was cool. like Catherine Deneuve. That's exactly who she looked like. Oh, and wow. yeah. So anyway, and her name was Catherine. Oh, so, 
so yeah, and then in Italy, we had the whole house and the kitchen. Anyway, I just, it's such a lovely thing to do when you're traveling. But so here's some things I just wanted to talk about in deciding, because we were trying to decide whether or not to do it when we were buying the house, because we knew we were going to need that income to really pay for it, uh, the house in North Carolina. Uh, so we really had to kind of come to grips with the fact that other people are going to be sleeping in our beds. Other people are going to be using the kitchen and, you know, maybe someone's not going to be using a coaster. You're not going to be there too. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh, I, know. I know I can be a Monica. I've been told I'm Monica with the coasters. So, um, yeah. So uh, you really do have to be comfortable with not being in control because I, one of the things that Really, I I think the thing I dislike the most is that people don't bring the cushions in when they stay there, and then they get rained on, and then they get mildewy. And, you know, there's just nothing I can do about it because I'm not there. Uh, so, you know, they just kind of leave them out in the rain. But, I mean, other than that, it's been – and the small fire – it's been pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Now, if, if she hasn't completely turned you off from the idea. So if, if anybody doesn't know what is Airbnb, so it's basically a website and there's an app, of course, where you can- Or VRBO. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. yes, but you're going to list your own property there and describe it and add pictures and all of that. And then there'll be other people looking to see if they want to come to your area for whatever reason, or if it's business or pleasure, and they may want to stay in your place. And then, you know, there's some exchange back and forth. And obviously the uh, companies that are hosting these websites, they make a percentage. And then, you know, you also obviously are paid for renting out your home. And then there's, you know, the particulars. How do you get the key to someone? All those small details. But in general, this that's the way it would work. So you have to first get to the point where you know you'd want to try that. Well, the other thing I wanted to say is if, you're, if your house is in an area where there's a lot of tourists that come, I'll bet there's a company that you could use to manage it for you if you did not want to do it. So we do use Graybeard Realty. They manage hundreds of homes in the Asheville area. And so they handle all of the little details because we live out of state. So if it's something, but you know, if it's your home that you live in full time, it's pretty easy just to do it yourself. You're just, you know, so we'll be going over some stuff that you need to do, but it's a lot easier to do, obviously. And you could even do the the housekeeping when people left. But, you know, that's another thing is that, you know, I think most people that do this have a housekeeper that that does the cleaning and that way you don't have to do that. And sometimes there's an additional fee for housekeeping and sometimes you can include it. But uh, I don't know, should we talk about the rates first? I mean, you would want to look on some Airbnb or VRBO for your area and see what other people are charging before you set your rate for one thing. And right. then that'll if, give, if you decide mm-hmm. you want to do it, you want to be competitive enough that you're getting people that are interested. You know, if it's if your place is twelve hundred dollars a night and somebody else is two hundred, well, you know, chances are you're not going to get a lot of calls. Right, and right. also, I guess it would depend upon uh, the geography as to what you could ask, and if there were certain events. Like in my area, I there are some families that I know that actually go away over Christmas, New Year, and they rent their houses out because we are pretty much a stone's throw. Actually, I'm like oh, you know, yes. 10 yards from the Rose Parade 
route. And so you've got the Rose Bowl game, which is less than a mile away in the Rose Bowl Stadium. <laughs> they take over the flea market area. Uh, well, which is, I don't get I don't that understand why they can't have that, uh, you know, on that same Sunday. But, um, and then obviously the Rose, the Tournament of Roses parade is right here. So it's a really, busy time in Pasadena and there are large groups coming. So I've known several families who have listed on Airbnb or VRBO and um, just taken their family on a trip and still made some money. But again, you need to get to the place where that is something that you're comfortable with. You have to think about all the ramifications of someone being in your house. And I can give you guys a little from Anita's, you know, obviously done this and had people sleep over and they're on vacation and whatnot. I've had situations where uh, we have some filming that has done at the house pretty frequently. And um, at first I thought I was going to, I don't know about this. We'll try it out. We got approached and, you know, because the house is pretty unique and people wanted to film a commercial or something or some print work. And I thought, I just don't even know if I could deal with it. And I had different people in my house. And they're not even spending the night. They're just filming during the day. They're just filming. But there's Mm -hmm. usually, you know, a a fair amount of them. Um, Are there coasters involved? Excuse me? Are there coasters? Yeah. (laughs) No, there's booties. But... um, I would just go away for like the afternoon and leave leave poor Peter here to deal with it because I was like, I just don't want to see it. But then, you know, after it happened a few times and <laughs> nothing happened to the house. In fact, a lot of the times it looks better than after they left because they really do a nice job cleaning mm-hmm. up after yeah. themselves. I'm much more relaxed about it. And, you know, it is a, a great way to, uh, you know, have some extra income and whatnot. And, you know, it's not all the time. We don't get approached, all, you know, weekly or anything like that. So it's on occasion. So I've done that. But I still don't know if I could do the house rental situation where people are actually living in your house. So you have to do some self-examination. I, as to I'm, not, you can. I'm not up to doing it in my house that I live in I, mm-hmm. because the mountain house, we knew when we bought it, we were planning to rent it out. So I really, you know, for example, we want to redo the kitchen, but I want to put some marble countertops in there. And I know you say they don't stain, but I'm a little concerned. Uh, Yeah, well, okay. We won't go down that road today. (laughs) (laughs) We won't start that argument. But, but, you know, I'm kind of holding off because I don't want to get upset about damage to the kitchen. Right now, it's not been updated. So, I, you know, if something gets kicked or nicked or whatever, I I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. You know, I noticed a big cut on the counter. I'm like, who cares? I don't even, you know, it doesn't even phase me. Right. In fact, you might be excited about it because it then, you know, eventually it's like, there's no question, Kevin, this must be done. (laughs) Well, he's not the holdup. It's, it's, you know, that, that we're currently renting it now. But here's, here's one of the big tips I would suggest for you, especially if it's a house that you live in that you're renting out is you need something called an owner's closet. So that was just for us. We just found the biggest closet in the house and put a lock on it. And that's where we keep our goodies. Now, I know a lot of people, that's where they lock up the liquor and the <laughs> guns and the ammo. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, they're, um, but, you know, I've, I've heard some horror stories. Not, I think this is very rare where sometimes people break in. I mean, if they break in, into our house, all they're going to find is like our favorite pillows <laughs> and, uh, you know, that sort of some thing. Lavender and, sachets from Bespoke Yeah, well, decor. and my, my tea, you know. my tea um, carafe, because once you put coffee in it, you can't use it oh, for tea anymore. Can't go back from that. Well, because, yeah, so I have to keep that locked up where they put coffee in it. But other than that, I mean, really, there's nothing of value in our owner's closet. So if you, if it's something like 
your grandma's jewelry, your jewelry. You might think about your box at the bank for yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, get a safe deposit box. Yeah. Yes, your, for your safe deposit box, exactly. But, uh, you know, other things that you really, maybe your, your nice silver or something, you might put that in the owner's closet if you don't want little things maybe to go missing or... And and we've had like weird things missing that, well, I don't really, it's not a big deal, but like the Tupperware, it's always gone. Like it's, they always, I think they have a little food left over and they take it with them. So you just have to say uh, that's, there's going to be some stuff like that. I don't think they- most people, I think, that are renting out your house, they're probably pretty nice, you know. Well, and that I don't. That's not honestly. That's not a big deal. That does not upset me. I just kind of figure that's just part of the deal. You know, yeah. someone's gonna have some food left over, and they're gonna go. Well, I'm just gonna use this. You know, it's here. Uh, so no, that's fine. But you know, be prepared for that. Is what I'm saying. Some things like that may that they think is not important may. Uh, walk out the door and I had a Santos that had a crown on it. I think some little kid probably it looked really cute. I bet the parents didn't even know that the kid took it. Just that sort of stuff. So you just have to be chill with that. So if you're not, then maybe don't rent it out or put that stuff in your owner's closet. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Right. So we talked about the competitive prices. Also, you're going to want to have some great photos of your house. And because, you know, you're going to be, that's what people are going to be able to judge it on, what it looks like in the camera. So you might want to even invest in having somebody that you know that has a good camera or getting yourself a good camera. Or if you're really serious about it, say you've decided, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to go to blank for three months and it would be great for us to rent out our house. Oh, yeah. Well, then maybe you want to get some, you know, invest in a couple of hundred bucks to have a good photographer come over and take some pictures of your house. Or maybe you have a friend who's a real estate agent and they have one of those super duper real estate agent lenses and they could come over and take some photos for you. So you want to upload your photos, make sure they look good. Well, can we, I want to say something about the photos before you go on to something else. The photos are what sell your place. So you really do want good photos. So look at your photos after you take them. If they're not good, it's really worth the money to pay somebody to do it. Because if the photos don't look good, you won't be able to rent it out or you won't be able to rent it out for as much. So they're they're really key. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, as we said, with the competitive pricing, and you might want to offer a deal if somebody's going to, if you want to go away for three months or a month or something like that, and someone can stay or wants to stay that long, you might want to work out some sort of deal to make it a little more enticing. And also add lots of description. I mean, think about it. If you were coming to a new place, even if it was for work, you're still going to have the evenings and you're probably not going to want to sit at home, you know, making, uh, you know, soup on this person's stove. You're probably going to want to explore the restaurant scene and things like that. So add a lot of description of the amenities of the house, even down to the decorating style and talk about your neighborhood. You know, what's it near? Uh, how can they get some public transportation? Uh, you know, are there Ubers? And is it easy to get an Uber or a Lyft somewhere? What restaurants are around? Are there special events going on? So check into all that. Like, position yourself as a concierge at, at a hotel. Think about it like that. And so you, the more information you can provide, the more enticing your place may seem to be to a person who's reading about it online. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, you also need to think not only concierge, but think about safety codes. Do you have rails on your stairs? Are there any safety hazards? Are the railings on your deck secure? 
you know, we ran into a situation where, um, you know, we, you have to have fire extinguishers so many places in your house and that is for rentals. And I didn't realize that, but Greybeard did. So they knew to, and they put them in for us, but make sure you know what those codes are. So for example, if your house is older, you may not even have smoke detectors because they weren't required at one point. But now they are required for rentals. So you really need to make sure you have those smoke detectors and fire extinguishers and to check some other safety issues and make sure, you know, that it's safe for people to stay there. I often think to myself, who is the former lawyer in this relationship? Because (laughs) I'm like, make a list of restaurants. Talk about the nightclubs. (laughs) Tell them where to go shopping. And he's like, get yourself a smoke detector. Make sure that test your fire extinguishers. Okay. So uh, let me, let me, uh, let me, wait, let me put my little lawyer. Let me pick up my little briefcase for a second. I'm holding my briefcase now. Okay. You should, you should probably talk to your homeowner's insurance company and just make sure that it's a okay. Or if you need to, you know, just let them know. Uh, because it's different than having, you know, Aunt Pam come and stay for the weekend because she's a relative and a guest. Mm -hmm. But once money is exchanged, there might be something in your policy. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know everything. And we did check on that. Yes, I can't remember. And do yeah, okay. Well, and just I can't. I just something. Well, I mean, our our uh, insurance company, we just let them know, mm-hmm. and our insurance company was okay with that. So I don't know if we have any right. extra coverage, so, but yeah. I just know that they- It depends on what kind of coverage you have. So you yeah. might need an umbrella policy. But we didn't want them to say, like oh, uh, we can't cover you because you're renting it out. We just wanted ding, to make sure Ding, ding, ding. It's always yeah. good to communicate. Very good. So yeah. So tell them that. And speaking of communicating, now, you know, this is something, again, up to the individual, like when we had the first- few filmings here. I did not want to see those people, right? I just wanted it to happen and then, you know, have them go away and, you know, thank you very much. But now I'm like, hey, hi. Oh my gosh. What do you know? Like, I love greeting them and meeting these new people and they're always doing something, you know, sort of fun and interesting. So maybe you want to be there when you're uh, renters come, you know, maybe you want to give them the, an eyeball. Mm-hmm. You most know, you of want, them, want most have of them face are not. To face. Yeah, I think VRBO, I think we've done them and you as the host. And that's another thing to talk about. You can accept or reject renters. If you do the VRBO or Airbnb, when someone applies, you can say yes or no to them. Mm-hmm. When you see, you know, if it says, right. "Hey, we I've have only a family of six, uh, and four of them are under three, you might say no. Yeah, or or <laughs> you know, I've only dogs. I've only been arrested five times. You know, right. whatever. You know, you you might want to, you know, so you can turn someone down. And so when you know, so it's good that, and they usually provide some nice information about why you should rent to them. So that's that's really helpful. And so don't worry that you have to rent to anybody because some people you might not be comfortable with being in your home. And yeah, okay. and then decide on if you're going to accept pets or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you do, then you can do a a non-refundable pet deposit is, is the norm. Uh, and then you can also set weight limits on the dog or, or oh cat my gosh. or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Usually there is a weight limit, just like a hotel. Dogs over fifty pounds usually. Molly might have to start. Oh no, out she the can't. Elliptical. No, yeah, no, she's she not. No, I mean, well, we. That's why it's we can't even take her on our vacations right. anymore. The only place that would there was only one place that would take her, and anyway, I don't want to get into that. But anyway, because she's just a big dog, most hotels won't take her. 
So yes, even though she's very well behaved. Well, if you if you decide to go forward, I mean, obviously this is your house. You can pull the plug. You know, I mean, obviously you don't want to take the people's reservation and then to be like, nah, I don't think so. You know, as they're flying to your location. But once you've decided, yes, you may want to be there to greet them, and you know that obviously that's not required, but you might. You might. Yeah, uh, and- or you leave a box mm-hmm. with a key like Peter and Ava. You know, there was some – they had some, some really great, uh, very prompt exchanges with the uh, – it was a girl. It turned out to be a girl, but I don't I don't know if they knew that then when they rented the Airbnb in Tokyo. And, you know, even though there was clearly some sort of language barrier, but, you know, she could communicate in English and they made their way. It was so – fluid and easy. They got mm-hmm. there, you know, after yeah. an 11 and a half hour flight, they went to the box. Everything was as she said it would be. They put in the code. She had a little fresh, um, um, like little cakes and pastries for them oh. and waters in the fridge. Ava said the bed is so comfy and they are having a ball. And Airbnb worked out great for them. Obviously, you know, we are the rente- rentees, right? Not the rentors uh, in this situation. But here is it was Ava's graduation present. That's what she wanted to do, have a life experience. And I couldn't go. We all couldn't go because Laura's in school and all of that. So what a wonderful experience for her to be able to travel with her dad. But had we had to get two hotel rooms, it would have been beyond, you know, what we've been able to afford for a graduation trip like that. So this way they got an Airbnb. They each have their own room, shared bathroom, little kitchen. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just such a great thing for travelers. And um, yeah, I mean, so some other things you can think about for your house besides the – safeguard things that apparently I've been focused on. Well, that's good. To, uh, you know, it's all good. It's all good but, but the other thing is usually I I know, and I know somebody else that rents out her home when she, for various events in her hometown and she cleans out her refrigerator. With our house in the mountains, it's, you know, we're only there a few weeks out of the year. So we do, when we leave, we clean out the refrigerator. So that's something just think about and maybe VRBO. I don't know if they make you clean it out or not, but that might be something that you have to do between people coming. And that's a pain if you have a very full refrigerator. As I said, they could be in the back and we could still be here. I don't know. Maybe I'll be the little old lady from Pasadena in you know, <laughs> 50 or 60 years and I'll have like this whole train of, you know, Airbnb people coming and going to, you know, keep my life full. I don't know. Well, one of the things you're probably going to want to do if you do that, Kelly, is to have a house rule sheet that you post in the kitchen or someplace. And that's something that that we do. And it's just kind of some things like, you know, if you use the grill, you know, you just use it in the driveway, just any kind of special rules that you, you know, want people to follow, you know, like, bring the cushions in, please bring the cushions in. If you're not using them, you know, from the deck, something like that. And then also that's where you're going to put your Wi-Fi password, the name of the Wi-Fi, the password. You definitely need that on there. And, uh, you know, then any other kind of special information you want them to have, like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else you might, but yeah. Oh, this, the toilet, you have to flush it twice or something. I mean, I don't know what any kind of special instructions you want to put there. And then we actually keep our garage door openers there. Although someone was telling me that the neighbor told me that nobody else uses. That's how they know when we're there because our car actually goes in the garage. So 
nobody else seems to use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could make yourself a little guest guidebook. You could have the Wi-Fi password and sort of just how to navigate your home. You know, that will save headaches for you and and any other people. You know, Anita's situation in North Carolina sounds like it's slightly different than doing an Airbnb or VRBO because she has this other company that's sort of like a middleman in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but the house of, rules you want either way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying as far as if anything is going on, you know, you're probably going to be the one that's being contacted with these other companies and stuff. So the less questions that that can be out on the table and that you can answer them in a home guide or something like that. I think that's terrific. You might also want to just leave out a little basket of toiletries. Like Ava was telling me she was so impressed because they brought shampoos and all this stuff. And she said she had all these Japanese shampoos for us, mom. So just, you know, all those little touches. If if it's particularly (laughs) if it's something that you think you want to keep doing, I mean, you probably get a rating as a rent rent or, right? So, you know, obviously if you want to keep doing it and that could could be a nice source of income for some people, if you're able to do it, you know, with some sort of frequency, go the extra little mile, get some flowers, you know, leave a good charging station, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually our friends out there have an amazing, amazing house and it's, he's a builder. So it really is a quite an incredible place, an outdoor deck with a with the outdoor fireplace. It's, it's really just a, a show place. And their house, I think, is the top rented house uh, from Greybeards. And the funny thing was, th- several times they wanted to come back in their house, but it was rented out so much they couldn't get back in. Oh my gosh. So you do have to, you know, make sure you, you- don't want to get too popular. No. Well, yeah. Well, except that they said it was just too hard to turn the, the money away. And the other thing is whether you do it yourself with VRBO or use an agency like we do, we have to a year ahead select the time that we're going to be here, be there because otherwise it books up because we had some time in the summer. We waited too late and we couldn't go when we wanted to because it was already booked. So make sure that you, you know, carefully define the times that it's available. And if it is a second home, make sure you get your rental in there before anyone else books. Well, I hope you pay attention to all those rules when you get there, Missy. <laughs> Bring those what, cushions in inside. Yes. The cushions, the cushions, that's it. Own rules. Okay. So we, as we said to you, we are now doing listener questions or comments or mail uh, almost in every episode because we figured, why wait? Why would make all these people wait so long to hear their questions being addressed and to ring in on them? And then, you know, certainly if you're, if you've given us a question, I do have it in my little special listener question book and we will get to it. So don't fret on that. But we have one today from a Christy. That's our friend Christy at the Starfish Cottage blog. Hi, Christy. She's so, so lovely. So she she's wondering, is all white bedding boring? No. No. It's clean and fresh looking and beautiful. I love all white bedding. I Don't love you? all white bedding too. And you know, I think that's what people, that that's what they yearn for. They say, oh, the hotel bedding. It's the hotel you know? look. Yes. You know, I think that you really can't go wrong with that. You know, maybe I would assume if you're doing all white bedding, I mean, it, there might be something else going on, like that. Maybe there's some sort of do not even a maybe duvet, a bolster like, in a different color. Yeah, well, maybe you, you could, have something at the foot you, of the bed or something like that. But you could, but still you don't do have to. White. 
Yeah, but I love that look. I mean, I love the clean, fresh. In fact, I think most of my beds have white bedspreads or maybe a white. Uh, at the farm, I have a white linen vintage sheet over, and then there's a white dust ruffle on the beds. And then I just put a cover, colored a duvet at the foot of the bed that has some color and then a pillow with some color. And that's kind of the way I go with most of my beds, just a color in the duvet folded at the foot and maybe uh, some shams. And But sometimes I just do all white mm-hmm. or maybe just a colored um, a bolster with some color. But yeah. I think even if you want all, all white, that's just a beautiful, crisp, crisp, clean look if you want it's so inviting i mean when you think about just like think about like pulling back all white batting and like sliding in like that is so nice Uh, really i i think it's it's pretty spectacular i don't think it's boring at all christy and you can do a little pop here if you wanted and it's so easy i mean christy lives in florida right so all white batting is working for her year round and it really could work anywhere. I mean, everybody's sort of winter right, right? So, I mean, it could work anywhere all year round, but it, say at you know, the, uh, in the winter months or around the holiday time, if you wanted to add in like some sort of maybe a velvet quilt folded at the mm. bottom or something oh, like that. Something dreamy. Just, yeah, that's just luscious. And in the summertime, maybe you go to a lighter shade if you just wanted to bring a little color in. Also, just playing into what we've been talking about today about renting out your house. I mean, if you have all white bedding, I mean, that is A, appealing for someone to see, but also really easy to clean. You don't have to worry about, you know, if you throw on some OxyClean pods or something like that, you don't have to worry about fading any uh, patterns or colors or anything. And so it might be a great way to go, particularly, you know, if you decide to go down that road and rent your house out. And thanks so much for joining us. Remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. So until next time.